right now my current like beauty obsession is deodorant mm, <laughs> we've been dealing a lot with that <laughs> and so my boyfriend is like oh you must be trying the natural deodorant thing yeah. like, <laughs> we've talked about this on the podcast so many times like i smell sometimes like my husband just knows it it's fine <laughs> Welcome to the Finding Your Shine podcast, hosted by best friends, Nina Boyce and Liz Garster. Enjoy a dose of Monday motivation each week as we interview people lighting up the communities of health and wellness, spirituality, and personal growth. Wherever you are in your journey to health, happiness, and self-love, our real and authentic conversations with guests will keep you inspired and empowered. And keep you laughing too. Thanks for listening. We're honored to join you in Finding Your Shine. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Finding Your Shine podcast. We are very excited today to talk something that we've been trying to talk about and find like a good person to talk about this for literally two years. But I feel like and beauty, yeah, skincare products too. I feel like we found the perfect person though, because today we're she's awesome, Ariane Turner. Um, and she has a really interesting background with um, working in the film and television industry as a makeup artist and then transitioning through her own experiences, wanting to live a more holistic and balanced life into offering a really awesome community for women to do that. So she is the founder of the Holistic Beauty Collective, which is an online community committed to empowering women with the necessary tools to find joy in holistic living. Um, so we talk a lot about, oh my gosh, like... We talked about finance today. We yeah, talked we about- talked about both of our favorite things. We talked about finance on Liz's end, and we talked a lot about gut health at the end. We kind of went on to a little rant. Like I was even interviewed. I was like interviewed a tiny bit on. I loved it. She's gut like, I have health questions and- for you. <laughs> oh, I loved it because that's everybody knows I'm all into gut health. And so it was just crazy how everything. I mean, holistic health is exactly how it sounds. It ties everything together. Everything's important, like your finances, your gut, your skin, your food, your family. I mean, it's Uh everything. So little known fact, actually probably well-known fact, because I'm sure we've said it on the podcast. Nina and I, our skincare regimen is to do things like sleep in our makeup and not... I mean, maybe use a Burt's Bees wipe here and there, specifically in the morning, just when I need to take off the old makeup to put on new makeup. That's my my skincare routine. Right. Like we don't have a skincare routine, but it's it's funny because we're both like Nina... You mentioned obviously, like the skin's the largest organ yes. in the, that the body has, and like we're focusing on all these other organs. Like, how's your gut feeling? How's your mind feeling? How's but we're not like, how's your skin feeling? Are I know. you taking care of that? So, and it's um, hard because it's all about balance. You know, it's like we focus on so many things, and we all have our our pitfalls. And I uh-huh. guess me and yours is skincare. Yeah, I'm going to wash, but I'm like going to get done with recording this and go wash my face. <laughs> yeah, exfoliate. I'm going to get a facial. I was like, our facial is important. I've never had one. She's like, yes, you should get a that. facial. <laughs> yeah, guys. So before we hop into this episode, um, just in the honor of the gut, this episode is sponsored by my 14 day gut reboot program. So I've had 
quite a few people do the gut reboot. And I'm just so happy with the results and the results that they're seeing. Um, Liz has done it. She's talked about it on another episode. I need to do it again, actually. So Yeah. You'll get a program that is beautifully designed by Liz's husband, actually. And it'll tell you all of the things that you should be eating on the gut reboot, some items that would be best to avoid. Um, and it's all very, very tailored to you. So you can take it to the extreme if you want, or you can just use it as a guidebook. It's all up to you. But with that gut reboot, you also get a 30-minute coaching call with me. And the other thing that I... I mean, some of the feedback I received from the gut reboot really is the energy. The people that try the gut reboot, they feel so much more energy just through eliminating a lot of the toxins that are in our everyday diet. And then stomach pain, IBS symptoms, cramping, um, all of those symptoms seem to go away. So if you are interested and you want to do the gut reboot, you can find that on my website. And... Yeah, I would love for you guys to try it out or reach out to me if you have questions. I'm more than happy to talk you through it and give you 10% off for being a Finding Your Shine listener. Yeah, so make sure you check that out with Nina. We're going to hop into this episode with Ariane and then give you all the goods on where you can find all of her stuff too. Let's get chatting. All right, before we get started, we wanted to talk about a new product that we've been trying. Um, Actually, it's funny, this episode... Kind of for me, I don't know if you're like this, Nina, but it sort of jump started my need to feel like I had to take care of my skin. Exactly. Um, and <laughs> this I, whole conversation made me feel like I definitely have things I'm good at, and skin is not one of them. No. And I had to hop on that. Yeah, because we are, we're the sleep in your makeup girls. Definitely. Well, I am. I'm not a shit. I am too. I don't, I really have to work hard to wash my face before bed. Yeah, like because I just brushing my teeth sick. happens. Like the teeth thing happens. Washing my face, I'm always like, mm, I don't know if I feel like it. So after we got done with this interview, I was like, obviously, I need to get my skin in check, and I need to be working with brands and companies that are clean and not filling their products full of garbage. You know, that's important to us. So I went out and I bought a bunch of skincare stuff. And we actually had a brand that was nice enough to send us some product too. Yes. Um, and that is Teamy, which I have... Um, they also sent us some tea. So if you're a big fan of tea, like which I am, and I know you are, Nina. They have a ton, Oh yeah, I drink tea every day. And they have a ton of different types, like for energy and for like skin and a bunch of different types of tea you can try out. Yeah. But with this face mask, which I don't know if anyone saw the story where I was singing Wicked songs because it is very green. It's a green tea face mask. I'm, I'm wearing it right now on my chin as we record. It's a really nice I, green beard look. I look like I have a green beard right now. It's amazing. But my skin is normally, I would say, pretty oily. I don't know if, how yours leans, Nina. Mine's um, actually very dry. Oh. Yeah. Well, I found, I don't know what your experience has been, but my experience was I was kind of worried that skin, that a skin mask, just because I don't use them regularly, would dry out my skin. And this one absolutely did not. Like, it left my skin feeling really smooth and soft. I did actually have a pimple on my neck, like right like in the middle of my neck because it was a hormonal time of the month for me. <laughs> um, and I was like, I wonder if I put a little bit on this, if it'll do anything. And actually, it dried the pimple right... like It was gone the next day, pretty much. But my skin itself was not dry. So it was a really yeah. interesting experience. Like It was great. 
Well, and what I love, I'm very particular about the things that I put in and on my body and the ingredients are all natural, which is phenomenal. And it smells so good. It has this like lemony, like citrus flowery smell. Um, And even right now it's on my face and it just, it's like, feels a little bit tingly like and cool. Uh Um, And it's super, super easy. So it's, it's like not messy going on at all. You just put a little bit of water on your face and then spread on the mask. And you know how some masks are kind of like drip. Yeah. Or they're drip or they're like chunky. Like this one is not, it's very smooth. And I'm hoping it dries out a couple of these pimples too. Yeah. So it's got lemongrass, matcha, which I, we love anything matcha. Of course. Um, probably responsible for the green and the wicked songs that I sang would be the matcha. So since we've enjoyed our experience with Teamy so much, we'd like to offer our listeners a special code for 15% off their order with Teamy, and that's T-E-A-M-I blends.com. So T-E-A-M-I-B-L-E-N-D-S. I feel like I need to sing the alphabet song now. I was going to say, like that was very <laughs> musical, and I liked the way that you did that. <laughs> And you can get 15% off your order with the code SHINE15. And we'll link that site in our bio too. So at the bottom of the show notes, you can see the link to access that and get your 15% off. But before we get started, you may or may not know that we have recently redone our Patreon account. That's patreon.com slash finding your shine podcast. And we will house all of these, um, any kind of discount codes that we have are available for those in our glimmer category. Um, So we will have the code. If you didn't listen to the episode, you'll still get access to the code if you go over to that Patreon account and um, sign in at that level. Plus you'll get other special discount codes not available to all of our listeners. So this one is available to all, but we will also be keeping it in that Patreon area if you want to join and have easier access without having to like go listen to episodes or jot stuff down. Yeah. I want to hear more about your transition into like the TV business. That's really cool. I don't think we've ever talked to anybody that is in that business. Really? Wow. So it's, it's a pretty rigorous, as I mentioned earlier, sure. like I just got off of work a few hours ago. So it's a really rigorous schedule. So I started out in the beauty industry. Dear God, this date me. It has to have been probably 16 years ago. It was like my, my hobby while in college. It was like the fun thing to do. And then it became my part-time job. And then my full-time job, they helped me pay for you know my way through Florida A&M University. So once I graduated um, with a degree in psychology and industrial psychology to be exact. So I was always interested in the inner workings of business and making sure that everybody in a business setting was getting along well, treated fairly, getting the most that they needed, you know, in, in a business sense. So I graduated from Florida A&M. It's kind of like culture. Sort of. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so my family was, you know, like, there's no way that, that you can get a job in makeup. Like, that's not a thing. So mm. to put your degree to use and don't just waste all those student loans. Sounds familiar. It oh, sounds very job. familiar. So I worked HR at a company that I hated for, um, for a few years and still did makeup part-time. Like, always still had a little job at MAC and did weddings on the weekend and you know, that really fueled me. I needed to get that artistic expression out of me. Um, I had my daughter in 2005 and that kind of started my itch to get out of corporate America just because I wanted to spend more, you know, more time with her. I was blessed to be able to spend 
two years at home with her, just kind of working on it at a freelance or, you know, remote basis. So that was awesome. And so after that two years, when it was time to really go back full time, I was not feeling it. I wanted to to be able to manage my day and control my time a bit more. And I realized, yeah, I realized with makeup, you know, and have my own business and taking clients, I was able to do that a bit more. And so mm-hmm. at that time I was doing like photo shoots, video shoots, you know, everything like that. And I began to hear a buzz about a film community here in Atlanta. Um, and at the time I was considering maybe moving to LA, but that was a scary thought, mm-hmm. like packing up a baby and moving mm-hmm. across the country with no family, you know, just friends who were all like, yeah, come bring the baby. But and I'm it's like, expensive. I mean, yeah, LA isn't cheap. We exactly. thought about moving to LA and we were like, we even went and like looked at some apartments and yes. all of that. And was, uh, I was so disappointed. I was like, man, my money's going to give me nothing. Yeah. And at the time I was still teaching and I was like, teachers make nothing. <laughs> like, this isn't worth it. So... Yeah, it was a scary thought, like financially and just having the support because I have such a great support system here in Atlanta with my parents. It just it, it just didn't seem like the right thing. But as luck would have it or as, as God would have it, I'll say mm-hmm. at the time that I was considering moving, Atlanta got the um, their their tax incentive to be able to film production mm. for a lot cheaper. So I was still juggling both. I was doing HR still and I was you know doing my thing on the weekends with my clients, but also very interested in film and television and just began to research who are the, the movers and shakers in the film industry here in terms of makeup. At the time I was working at the Mac store, the only Mac store in Georgia at the time. And so if you were a professional artist, that's where you came to use your discount. And so I figured out, like I stalked and figured out the name of a makeup artist that was working on a Tyler Perry project and Mm -hmm. told everyone that, hey, when she comes in, I want to be able to help her. Like, I think I want to do film and television. I was always enamored when the credits rolled. Like I would always sit through them because I was so interested to see all of those different names and titles and the thought that all of these people had to be present and be at the top of the game in order for this project to be completed. It was just so cool to me. And I was always like, well, who's a grip and what's the best boy and who are are these people? So I began to pay more attention to the the projects that I knew were filmed here. And I saw the same names and I was like, okay, well, when I started connecting out, did you start reaching out? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to meet these people. And so I did, they, they ended up coming into the store and they were very kind. And this was like 2007. So it was prior to, you know, social media for yeah, real. Like Instagram. Right, like right, like, right when we graduated high school. Yes. Oh my God. Sorry. <laughs> that's when Facebook, that's when Facebook started to come out. And yes. <laughs> so it was like, my space was trailing off a little bit, but these ladies weren't yeah. into that. So it was like handwritten letters, like, hi, <laughs> Patrice, I met you in the Mac store. I'm really interested. And and texting wasn't even really heavy like that. No, it wasn't. No. So, you know, it was like legit staying in touch via, you know, pen and and paper, which was cool for me. But I kind of stalked this lady for about... I like that you use stalk just very openly. (laughs) Like, I stalked her. I I needed to know her and I needed her to know that I was serious. And so it was like sending... Thank you. Christmas card, you know, any holiday. I don't care what it was. Labor Day, Memorial Day. Like she was getting a card for me. Yeah. 
but I was checking in with her. And so I wore her down finally. And she <laughs> brought me in on, and, and at the time she was actually, and I didn't even know that she was actually Tyler Perry's personal makeup artist. Her name is wow. like amazing woman, like one of the first, or I think the first black woman in the, the union that we're a part of. So like just wow. a trailblazer in my industry. And so she was actually Tyler Perry's personal makeup artist at the time. And he did a photo shoot at his home with another actress. And so she brought me in, um, so you know, and just held my hand through everything. And so one day, one morning, I had taken my daughter to school and like, pajamas literally and like some flip-flops just threw on something and she called and said hey you know we have to call all union artists first before we bring a non-union person to set but someone got sick no one else is available can you come right now and I literally made a u-turn I remember I had on flip-flops I wear a size seven and a half and Patrice wears a nine and I showed up on set in flip-flops and she was like no oh my gosh I've got tennis shoes for you. So she, I had on like her workout shoes. Oh my gosh. Mess, but I was so happy in you guys. And I ke- I remember I kept going to the bathroom and I was crying. Like I couldn't stop crying. Oh, yeah. I was so excited. You're like, I'm here. I've made was, it. Exactly. I was like, yeah. Tyler Perry's studio. And I was just oh my so God. overwhelmed. And then at the end of the day, I just cried. I was like, God, I just, I don't want this moment to be fleeting. Like I mm. really want to experience this again. I don't want this to be like, you know, just something that happened. I want this mm-hmm. to be an everyday thing. And so the way that it, it works is the industry is all about relationship. And so I worked and didn't even realize it, but I made a really great impression on another artist that was working. And I think that's another cool thing that I like about doing makeup for film and television. One day you can be the department head on a project. And then the next project, you may be just an additional working on background. So it's a very humbling experience and it keeps you sharp and makes you always do your best because every job is truly an interview for the next one. So a lady that I was working with that I didn't even know, I mean, I was nice to her and we, you know, exchanged words, but I didn't even know that she was really paying attention, but she was, and she ended up hiring me for a movie. And then that project, she referred me for another job that was a, a series that went a bit longer and it's been nonstop. So to back up a bit. So when, after that first day at Tyler Perry, there were like a lot of days of nothing. And then days started to pop up here and there. And they would always be extremely short notice because again, I wasn't in the union. So yeah. I was literally at the bottom of the list and last call. Mm-hmm. So Was that a little bit overwhelming? I can see at that point in time, like just your ego and negative self-talk trying to creep in or were you okay or impatient? Because for me, I would not have been patient. I just now, I'm like, I'm auditioning for musical theater shows, like equity theaters. And I'm not a union actor or anything. And Mm -hmm. I have no patience. I'm like, when am I going to find out? Like, is this going to happen? Like, is there other opportunities that are going to arise? I'm not good at that. Oddly enough, I was extremely patient. And I, I knew that I knew that if that's what I wanted to do, I had to make room for it. And so at the top of the recession, back on the flip side with my corporate job, Mm -hmm. I was responsible for holding these mass layoffs and they were gut-wrenching. And I would have to get on conference calls with like hundreds of grown men and tell them, you know, sorry, we're downsizing. We don't need your services Mm -hmm. anymore. And I just never wanted to be on the receiving end of that. And so even though the calls for for film and television weren't coming in as frequently as I wanted them to. I knew that I didn't want the other alternative. Yeah. And I knew that 
I wanted to, to risk. And at the same time, I was still working part-time at Max. So I had all of these balls in the air and it was just my prayer. Like, you know what, God, I, I always want to show up and represent you. And I want to be a good steward over every opportunity that you've given me. And I never want to flake out on one thing for something else. I want to treat right. everything with respect. So I bowed out of my full-time job, my HR job. I, I totally lied to my family and told them I got laid off because today <laughs> I knew we're going to have more fear than I w- I knew I was going to be good. I knew I was going to be okay. I feel you on that more. <laughs> no, like I no, 100%. I had to be that. honest with mine because I couldn't tell my parents I got fired or like laid off from yeah. a teaching job. So I was like, guys, I'm quitting my job. And yes. it was the worst. They had so much more fear than me. It sort of like seeped into me, but I was like, yes. no. Stay true to yourself. Like, yeah. It does. It does. And so I did. And I, I worded it in a, I was very crafty with my wording, which I don't advise anyone to do, but <laughs> I needed to protect my peace at that time. And so you do. it yeah. was like, you know, we're doing big, we were doing big layoffs at work and I don't work there anymore. So I just kind of like weaseled around the, the, the real thing, but I stepped away from that job and was just working at Mac. And even that, you know, it, I would get, like I said, the last minute calls like, hey, can you come to set? And I didn't want to keep calling out of work. So right. I just said at, at that point, I had to have a conversation because I knew that things could possibly get tough financially. So I, you know, told, sat down with my parents. because, Like I said, they've been a huge support with me with my daughter. And I've said, look, this is what has been happening. And this is what I foresee happening. But there may be a gap. And, mm-hmm. you know, can you guys help me? And it wasn't it wasn't fun. It wasn't, you know, a beautiful transition. I had to move back home in, you know, with a toddler as a grown, you know, adult woman. But you have to do that sometimes. You have to take a setback sometimes. I mean, I'm I'm not making as much money as I was teaching, but then I'm also married. So it's like, you have to give and take. Is it family? Is it like your partner? What is it so that you can go to the next goal? Yeah. And thankfully, I had my family, thankfully, they were extremely supportive and they saw the vision and they were down to rock and roll with whatever. That's amazing. And I'm so grateful for them. I literally could not do what I do if it had not been for them. And so as it would work, one project led to another project and another project. Always. 10 years later, here I am. And I've not gone more than, I would say more than four months without working, you know, in between projects. So it's, it's been a really great ride and my family still, you know, my mom is getting a little bit better. I will say like, in the beginning because we're still contracted out. So she's like, well, when is your next job? I'm like, mom, I don't know. Like, yeah, more when the next show is or when, you know, what I'll get picked up on or if it'll be full time or a TV or a movie. You just have to budget well and, you know, maintain relationships. Plan for that. And just see, see what happens. I'm so curious just about that industry because like I said, I just, I think it's fascinating. Like I've been listening to, do you know Dak Shepard? No. Um, he is the actor in Parenthood and he's married to Kristen Bell. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Okay, so he has a podcast and it's called Armchair Expert. And ah. he interviews like a lot of... Like he interviewed Mila Kunis. He interviewed... Shoot, I can't think of her name, but like the other, the daughter in Parenthood and blah, 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 blah. So, and I, because I've been auditioning for shows, like just musical theater stuff, I'm so fascinated with that entire industry. Yeah. And so like, even with acting, like even being the makeup artist, it's the same. You're like contracted for yeah. just this show and then you 
have to wait to see if you get it? Do you have to apply? Like, how does that work? You don't have to apply. It really, like I said, it, it really is based on relationship and crews like to roll together. So the line producer and the the UPM, the directors, all of them, when they start a new project or a new project comes through the pipeline, they want to keep it as simple and easy as possible. So if you worked on this show with me, then oh. I'm on this one. And so yeah. it's very similar in, in each and every department. So it really becomes, I mean, we call it a film family. You begin mm-hmm. to see the same people in the same yeah. places over and over and you just hop from, from one production to the next. But the key is like in your downtime to do what's called day playing, to check in with your friends that are working on other things. So I have a, a set of friends that worked on Vampire Diaries, and then the producers of that rolled over and are now doing Dynasty. And both of those shows shoot for like, or they, Vampire Diaries shot for like 10 months out of the year and Dynasty did as well. So when they're off, you know, they're just chilling with family. So they, you don't really see much of them, you know, on other projects. Yeah. Make it a point, like, you know, to, to branch out and go do a few days and work over there with them so that you stay in the loop with, with other jobs and with other people's, you know, just to keep your name out there. Mm. So you have multiple families, basically, because if multiple you just get one, right, you're like always doing the same stuff, but you're missing out on the other. Absolutely, and some people don't mind that. Some people just rock with the same people over and over, and when their show goes on break, they just you know take a break. But then if that show gets canceled or yeah, you know, they're kind of out there, and people don't know who they are. So my approach has been to just kind of be cool and make maintain relationships with everybody and, you know, pop in and work with as many different, different departments or different crews of people as I possibly can. So I know like seeing that side of the industry and some of the beauty standards that came from that kind of launched what you're doing now with like your membership group, what sort of fueled that? Like, what were you seeing that maybe you were like, I feel like I need to take this different approach. Mm. Well, first, it really honestly started with me. So um, a normal work week is about 60 hours. So like at minimum, a 12-hour day is, you know, is short. Mm -hmm. So it would be anywhere between 12 and 16-hour days. So Mm. everything started to decline like rapidly. My health, I was eating and snacking at craft services. I was so excited, like all this free food, give me more. And so I gained 20 pounds, you know, pretty, you know, pretty quickly within a year, I would say maybe a year and a half, too fast, whatever Mm -hmm. it was. I gained a ton of weight. I just, I didn't feel good. I didn't have I won't say I didn't have time to work out, but I, I didn't prioritize working out. I just, I couldn't find the hours in the day. Like if I'm getting up at 5 a.m. and not making it home until 7 and then I you still- your daughter, I mean like- Yeah, still yeah. parent and still want to, you know, show up for things and still want to be a friend and a girlfriend and a daughter and do all of these things. I just literally could not manage my time. And as a yeah. result of it- it affected my mood. It affected my weight. My diet suffered. It was like just a horrible cycle. So my introduction into wellness and self-care really was a result of that. And even just in maintaining relationships, I have some really great friends. You know, I would fall off the grid for weeks at a time. They would still invite me to stuff and know that I would never come. Yeah. But it just, it sucked for, for a bit there because it was like, dang, you know, this is what I prayed for. This is what I worked so hard for. And I got it. But geez, like this is the pits. Like I can't have a life and this can't be it. And unfortunately, there are a lot of ladies in the industry that I saw and I, I saw where it could go. I saw, you know, 
in no disrespect, but I saw like women with no no families and yeah. you know, they they only had their their animals and that was it. And that's cool for them, you know, and that's the life that they chose, that's their journey. But I know that I want to have a family. I want to be married and I want to have more children and I want to the whole thing of it was I wanted to do this to to be more flexible with my time and to be able to say no when I wanted to and be more present for my daughter. And I was like, this is not the road that I thought I was traveling on. And like, you know what, I've got to, but at the same time, on the other hand, I saw some wonderful examples of that. I saw women who were somehow managing it all. And so I'm like, I got to find the balance and I have to do what works best for me. So it was really taking a step back and, and figuring out, okay, I'm I'm making a, a nice, chunk of money in this short period of time, but then I'm out of work for months at a time. I've got to figure out a way to to balance that, you know, to put away and to pay myself accordingly. Mm-hmm. So like I said, if a project comes up and it's in the, you know, in whatever month, holiday month or around my daughter's birthday or, you know, whatever it is, I can respectfully say, you know, no, I'm not available and still be okay financially so that I can yeah. parent the way that I, you know, the way that I want to. So it, it was really taking a hard look at, okay, this is what my life could look like. And this is where I can continue going. Cause I was definitely heading down a dark path or I can make some real hardcore changes and I can be more conscious about the way I'm spending my money, the way that I'm eating, the mm-hmm. conversations that I'm having, the way that I'm sewing into my, my friends, my families, my, you know, my, my partner, things like that. So I began to, 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 you know, think about that. And I began to really focus on my affirmations and spending time meditating, getting centered mm-hmm. every single day before going to work and dealing with the chaos on set. And so my journey into holistic living and self-care really began there, you know, in supplements, thinking and being more conscious about what I ate and being the weird kid on set with a cooler, you know, yeah. I <laughs> crafty. and I didn't want to, you know, just eat all of the stuff that they would put out in the middle of the night at two o'clock in the morning. And you know, of course, I've, obviously it's not been perfect and I fall off the wagon often and, you know, it's it's daily work. That's the thing. And I think that's one of the things that I try to communicate to people that I'm in conversation with. Self-care is not something that just happens once weekly or it's not something that you should right. just do. It, it really is a way of life and you really have to figure out and incorporate it into every single day. Every day has to be riddled with self-care. Otherwise, you know, the wheels all fall off the wagon. So after kind of walking through my journey, close friends and family members and coworkers began to notice, you know, the difference. Like physically, I was better. Mentally, I was better. Emotionally, I was in a much better place, you know, just was able to kind of detach myself from work. Still present, you know, still doing a, a great job and showing up there. But at the same time, just not letting the, the stress of the job take me to a place where it was affecting affecting me mentally and emotionally because mm-hmm. that's key it is it's like 100 percent key yeah like, i was just gonna say i mean you're speaking our language because we talk about this all of the all time. time like you can't live in extremes and i think so, like you said you don't know at first right so you're going in like i'm so excited about this this is my new job whatever i did the same thing with teaching like liz does the same thing at her corporate job like you go in full force and then you realize that that extreme doesn't work because if you're living in like a work extreme your health and your family all of the other things they are going to suffer cuz we can't you do can't that give as much and i found then you can't give as as much to work like exactly when that happens as you yeah have pushed, 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 and you've ignored like all the other stuff going on. And then you just, 
you're tired, you feel like garbage, like and your health has well. affected your me- like everything, your mental health, your physical health. Yeah, and we both hit burnout, like mm-hmm. both hit burnout and had to come back from it. But I think it's good to hit it because you realize you never want to get back to that again. Yeah, right. but. It's like one thing I tell my clients too, I know it can seem really overwhelming. Like self-care can seem super overwhelming to people. They're like, I don't have time for self-care. But it's like, it's again, self-care doesn't have to be an extreme. Like you right. it, you learn how to incorporate it and weave it into your life. So that like you said, like meditating in the morning, like that yeah. becomes a little thing that, you know, levels out your body. It's not like, like four hours of meditation. Right. Yeah. Somewhere, like you're fine. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. right. And I think that the... The, the idea of self-care is, you know, going to yoga and meditating and drinking green juice. But I think that self-care looks differently for everyone. 100%. Yes. And, and for me, a, a large part of self-care has to do with finances because that's one of the biggest stressors. Like not a whole lot of things stress me out. Like I can pretty much roll with the flow and I'm okay with, with changes and navigating them. But if I'm good for you, because know, that's the stuff I'm not good at. But if I'm stressed or strapped financially, it's, it's a very, it's tough for me to, to get out of that dark place. And I almost shut down. Like there was a time in my life, like after college and, you know, in debt and bills, like I would literally... Uh put bills in a, in a drawer and just shut it and wouldn't look at it. Like it just literally would give me heart palpitations. And so now as an adult, like that's self-care to me. Like for instance, I was just talking to my boyfriend earlier and he's like, what'd you do this morning? I'm like, I jumped up, I went to the bank and I sat down and wrote out my bills. And he's like, you know that it's digital now. Like you can do all that online. I'm like, yeah, I, I just like that. <laughs> I like it. Like it's so satisfying because I remember when I didn't manage my money well. And I remember when I didn't have enough, you know, to pay everything. And I had to figure out, okay, I'll put, you know, this amount on this bill and do this and try to really figure it out. So it's, it's so gratifying to be able to pay. It's not like I got to pay these bills. It's like I get to pay my bills. I yeah. get It's an abundance it. mindset. Yes, yes. I, I get to pay this. And so I love to write everything I down. I love it too. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I love to write on my bills, pay X amount on 9118. It just, it feels good to, to manage it. And it's not all done. Like I'm not, you know, rolling in the dough like I really want to. So it's still, mm-hmm. okay, I got to work on this card. This card is my priority for September. I've got to get this down. But having it and staying in front of it really mm-hmm. does bring me peace and, and gives me comfort in knowing, okay, I'm moving this amount to savings. This is what is being invested. This is what's spending. That's self-care to me. You know, that's how I practice self-care this morning because it, it gave me a sense of peace and a sense of calm to know that my finances were in order. And that's I love I know my number one stress there. <laughs> I was like, going to say like that's Liz's yeah, jam, so like, financial I'm, health. I'm like currently starting a financial coaching practice like based on this very thing. Because I think people talk about like their health practice or any other kind of practice, but like your money is also a practice in the same way. And there are those same like mindfulness tools that you can incorporate. I think like money is so isolating. Like there's a lot of shame with it. Like we don't talk about it with people. And I think the more you can take some of the holistic elements that we do with anything else and apply it to this thing that we're like, not supposed to talk about, not really supposed to think about. Like we're just all supposed to naturally be good at it with no training. Um, it's just like, like I how's love that a that. thing? Yeah, right. how's that a thing? We've been talking. Me and Liz have really like strong plans, future plans to combine my holistic healthcare practice with her financial 
coaching practice because yeah. it's yes, she she's made so many connections that have blown my mind about just how self-care and body image are such like it's such a shameful thing and we have such a restrictive mindset and we have so many relapses like how the same thing applies to financial health that there's so much shame around it and how like you can have such a restrictive mindset and then yeah. you do good and then you do bad and uh-huh. there's so much to say in like holistic health isn't just about self-care. It's not just about green juice. It's not just about yoga. It's about finances. It's about yes. family. It's about like your entire body. It's about spirituality. And mm-hmm. you really have to get all of those pieces in line. Is but you know, like work on all of those pieces to feel true health and vibrance and all of the things you're talking about. Yes, you are definitely preaching my language. I agree one hundred percent. So in my quest to find balance, you mm-hmm. know, that's when I really, you know, discovered that. And I would kind of tilt the scales. I would venture off and like put everything into health. You know what I mean? I would just find all the time to work out and eat all the right foods. But then I was neglecting, you know, personal time with, with my family or my daughter. I would throw myself into my finances and it was all about, you know, saving. And I wasn't making the concessions to, to take a vacation or to splurge, you know, on the little things. Mm -hmm. So what you said is absolutely correct. And it's not about finding balance. It's creating it. And it's, yeah, figuring out, okay, what's, what's my even, you know, what, where do I feel best when, with everything kind of teetering in the balances and it may not be perfect. Some things go like, there's a huge pile of laundry on my bed right now as we speak, but that's okay. Like after I'm Mine done, too. Like, do you yeah. see it back there? <laughs> Mine too. And it's okay, but I'm, I'm, and I'm not going to dedicate, you know, this beautiful Saturday afternoon to it. After I'm done with you guys, I'm going to go out for a run, you know, and enjoy the weather because- Which that- is interesting because I am dedicating my Saturday afternoon what? to- Yeah. <laughs> so I just told someone like today, I'm, I'm wearing yoga pants and like a crop top. My hair's up. I'm like, I'm not leaving my house today. Love and that's it. just, but that's my balance. So yeah, I've been right. really overbearing. Like the week was a lot. So today I'm like, I'm just going to stay in. Like I'm going to do my laundry. I'm going to clean. I'm going to get yes. things in order. But it's it, everybody's different. Like your that's Saturday true. is going to look very different than mine. That's right. And so I, I think it's it's knowing your knowing your triggers, like knowing your stress points, knowing your what, what takes you high, the things that really give you energy and kind of fuel you. And then what things you know, send you into a tailspin or what things, you know, put you into a darker space and figuring out what you need to do to, to stay in the middle of that, mm-hmm. Don't go, you know, too low ever. And like you said, it's different for everybody. Everybody has different things that, that trigger them or that push and motivate them. So I think it, it really is a introspective journey and spending time with oneself and figuring out what you like, what you don't like, you know, digging into your past, what stresses you out, why, and then creating a self-care plan from there. So after, you know, kind of tinkering around with a ton of different things and maintaining balance in my own life or attempting to maintain balance in my own life, I began to give friends and, you know, family advice. And then it kind of just spilled over online, you know, just sharing a a positive quote here or there, sharing what book I was reading or what, what affirmations I was doing. Are we the same person? Is that? (laughs) Sounds like it. Yeah. It just started to do that. And then another career shift happens. Like, I, I love it. It's been 10 years now in film and television and I do love it, but the hours are strict, strenuous mm-hmm. and I would love to create another revenue stream that yeah. 
doesn't have me tied inside of a warehouse for 60 plus hours a week. And I think that's part of the reason why today I'm like, I am going outside to play. I don't care what else happens today. I know I'm getting outside for at least a couple of hours because I spent the whole week, you know, in a dark stage, you know, some other stuff. And so I want to be able to essentially do both. I want to be able to continue to do film and television projects, but I also want to be able to educate people about health, wellness, and beauty, how they are all intertwined and how to create a a plan for self-care that Mm. works into their lives and just teach them, you know? And if I am not the expert, I would love to be able to say, Liz, I'm tapping you in. Like (laughs) you're, you know, talk to them about finances. Be a student, be able to network with other amazing women like yourself to, and it's a collaborative effort and it's, you know, certainly community. I think sharing what works for you and your journey. And I think, I think people, we just had a conversation with this, with two ladies we recorded yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody responds and relates to different people. So it's like somebody that comes to me to work on hormonal health and gut health and stress reduction, like they might relate to me, but then maybe they need somebody that's like had your life experience and like you need to to push them off onto somebody else or maybe like they're worried about finances. So I have to connect them with Liz. That's why community is so great. Because oh, you're yeah. like, I know the person for yeah. you. Like... Yeah. Me and Liz know body positive people and we know people that focus on... like It's just you build a community and a tribe so that you can help everybody. That's right. I love and that. And you help each other. I love that. I love the sense of community in regards to that. Like I don't, I don't want to, to help and serve every single person. But if I can't help you, I, I want to be able to know someone else that can. Exactly. To, to point you in a direction of someone that has more knowledge in a certain area than I do. And just, you know, forever student, always, always learning, always interested in in digging in more. I love the sense of being in the trenches with community and Mm -hmm. doing things together. Like let's work through this. And I think Mm -hmm. that's the way that I've approached it, you know, thus far, like we're going to work through this curriculum or this, this topic or this subject together, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. How does it look like bringing, so I can think really, I can relate really easily to like, okay, here's how we can bring health into all these other areas of your life. But I've never really thought about like, how can we bring beauty into these? So like, what does that look like to bring beauty into your life like in other areas? And I think what it is, is the ideas of beauty. So mm-hmm. like I said, like I'm, I'm kind of a dinosaur. So when I started in this <laughs> industry, there were no filters and there were no, you know, apps to, to make you look completely different and Facetune and all these things. Oh, Facetune so, is so odd, Liz. Have you seen it? I think my sister showed it to me once. Is that where like you whiten your teeth? You can like move your nose yeah. and stuff. You can make your eyes bigger. You can make a whole new face. So Ugh. I started to see the trend on on actors, you know, on talents. Like always aware of them because they have, you know, the money and the access to all of these, you know, beauty treatments. And, you know, that's their business and their brand is their mm-hmm. face, their image. So seeing them alter themselves, but at the same time, seeing them in their most fragile and delicate state, you know, first thing in the morning at mm. 5 a.m., you know, that's just you. tired. Like <laughs> just like us, just tired and, you know, just completely raw and being present for, for that transformation, that process. Mm. And, you know, really stroking their egos, being a psychologist really and, and their therapist is whatever they're going through. But it was interesting to think like, wow, these are some of the most beautiful women in the world. Like people would say that they want to look like them 
but they don't even really want to look like them. You know, like they're gaming goosebumps. Crazy. It's so yeah. true. They're doing all these procedures and doing these things because they are they're seeking something else. So yes. then when I would have downtime and I would go to clients and they would say, Oh, I want to look like her in the back of my mind, I'm like, she doesn't even look like her. Like that's not real. That's mm-hmm. that's filters and airbrushing. And then when the makeup trends really started to go crazy on social media, I'm like, okay, I've I've gotta I've got to say something. I've got to be more vocal about this because it's one thing to to use corrective makeup to correct, you know, to or to highlight and contour to to define or give the illusion of something, but it really really made me sad actually to to see women completely transform their face. Yeah. And I think that psychologically there there's something off about that. Like why don't you want to look like you? Like why do you want your nose to be super duper thin? And why do you want to to change your face shape completely? You know, mm-hmm. I, I get enhancements and you know we change our hair or you know we put on different clothing. But when you want to change your skin color and when you want to change the shape of your features, yeah. I just I always want to make sure that people understand where those trends came from. You know, they came honestly from the the drag world and their desire to, you know, men wanting to look like women, you know, wanting to carve out their face to look completely different for stages and for performances. And so if that's your preference, then then cool. I definitely can stand behind that. But if you're doing it for any other reason than that, and if you, you know, think what you have is not good enough or not pretty enough, then that's where I feel, you know, a burden to to step in to say something. So the media makes it so hard to not think that you are a failure, like that something is wrong with you. I mean, everywhere you turn, it's like, okay, drink this to get skinnier, take this for your wrinkles, like put this to highlight your good enough, basically. I mean, and it's almost humanizing to me to hear. And I think I know this, but it's like the, the stars they are just as human as we are. Like that is... And I was listening to an interview. It was with Kristen Bell. And she was saying like, she tries to put it out there. Like, this is what I look like without makeup. Like, this is what my normal hair looks like. When you say like, you're so pretty, you're so beautiful. Like, that's me on the red carpet. Like where millions of people were like paying for things and I'm getting my hair done. And you're... It's so interesting that you said like, they don't want to look like them sometimes. Mm -hmm. How humanizing is that? And here we are thinking that they're these perfect... Like you know, picture perfect so better people. Like just look like them. Yeah, like I need to do their work routine. I need to do what they're doing. Like they're right. just human, like us. They just people do their makeup. Like right, they just have hours of prep and they have access to nutrition, nutritionists and dietitians and you know meal prep. They have access to so many other things, and their life is dedicated to the way that they look. So the the desire to tie in beauty into you know health and wellness was to number one, make sure that people were in a good place mentally and comfortable with themselves and just feeling good about whatever their traits were. And then also, you know, with beauty products, what they're putting on on top of their their body, you know, many of the things that we use on our body are not regulated by the F- FDA. They're, they're dangerous, they're gross products. And then of course, what we put inside because then it was... Yeah. The, the trend was piling on so much makeup and so many things where people weren't taking care of themselves, you know, from the inside out. So it's mm-hmm. educating people on what you eat and, you know, not trying to micromanage anyone's diet, but just making them aware if you eat these these foods, it'll have this type of effect on your skin. If you Some eat- people just don't know. Mm-hmm. They I'm just curious. Don't know. 
can you just talk a little bit about beauty products? Like, are you, when it comes to beauty products, are you, do you have a balance there where it's like, okay, I do use this type of makeup, but I also try and use holistic makeup or like, how does that work? I'm definitely trying to clean up my, my beauty routine. So skincare is priority to me, like mm-hmm. above makeup, above any. Oh, I'm so bad at skincare. I know. I just, we really? got on, I was like, this is last night's makeup. I slept in it. Hello. All <laughs> out of all of the things, I, le- I was getting my nails done yesterday and I was talking to, she, do you know, does facials and all that stuff. And I was like, out of all of the good things, quote unquote, that I do, like I'm Skin so cautious out. about what I eat. I want to oh make sure I move my body, blah, blah, blah. I do not wash my face before bed sometimes. Like I'm so bad at skincare and I don't have great skin. So I should be focusing on it. But skincare is my favorite thing. It, it absolutely is. Because if you don't, you know, if you're not taking care of your skin, then your makeup's not going to look good. You know, so looking it's at like it. It's one of your biggest organs. Like it no, is. You're it like is. together. It like, absolutely is. So I've cleaned up my skincare routine a ton. Like I love Tata Harper products. And I love that right now we're in a climate where clean beauty is is so accessible you know yeah. like a few years ago the products sucked you know they weren't good I what sh- are your favorite products i love tata harper i love her skincare line um tart is one of my favorite oh, I use tart. Yeah. tart is really good they've got that's what i use for everything yeah yeah one of my favorites as well the whole everything is not completely clean i will be honest and say that yeah just, just making conscious efforts and just starting somewhere. Like, okay, I want to use products that are, that are cruelty-free, you know, because that matters to me. Mm-hmm. And I want to make sure that I'm using things without a ton of parabens and not a lot of silicone and, you know, things like that. So I think it's being aware and check the, the packaging, looking at the, the packaging of the products and doing some research and digging. And that's one of the things that I do love about social media and I love about the internet is that you can figure out a lot of information very quickly. One of the apps that I love that I'm currently obsessed with right now, my current like beauty obsession is deodorant. Mm. <laughs> We've been dealing a lot with that. <laughs> so my boyfriend's like, oh, you must be trying the natural deodorant thing. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about this on the podcast so many times. Like I smell sometimes like my husband oh, just my. knows it. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know if you found one. Um, so we, I've had success with the Nina. I know you've used it, though. You said sometimes it smells a little like weed. Um, Piper Y. Piper Y. Oh, it's okay. like a charcoal deodorant. We met the oh. owner. She's from Philly. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look this up. It's yeah, P I P E R, like Piper W A I. Uh-huh. Yeah, W A I. Charcoal and essential oils, and oh, mm-hmm. they have. Um, so I was using. We need to have her on the podcast to talk about this because I, I emailed her. I emailed oh. her. She hasn't emailed back yet, but she nice. agreed to come on the podcast. Oh, she was telling me I was using Schmidt's deodorant. Yes, I was just like, things about that. So just for wait. Me, <laughs> for me, not to be like gross to all our listeners, but I was literally getting like zits, like cystic zits in my armpit. Ah. And it was like brown. And I was like, this is not normal. But I was like, maybe I have a lot of toxins that are coming out through my armpit. I don't know. And they said, like, if you look on their website and people are like, I'm having this rash, blah, blah, blah. They say it could be that you're allergic to baking soda. And because because Mm -hmm. that's like an active ingredient in the deodorant. Yeah. And so... Since I'm like, I have very sensitive skin. I'm like very Irishy, pasty, like blotchy red all the time. I was like, oh, I'm probably like, that would be my problem. But the owner of Piper Y told us when we talked to her that basically people aren't allergic 
to baking soda, it's that there's so much in the product that your body's like, what? Like, this is too much. And then it has a reaction like that. So hers has baking soda, but not to the level of other ones. And it doesn't... I will say I don't smell as fresh as I did on Schmidt. Sometimes chemically, I don't know what it is with the essential oils or whatever is in there, but it can give a little bit of a weedy smell sometimes. Like sometimes I'm like, I smell a little bit like marijuana right now. Is it dry or is it is it wet? It's Um, the deodorant itself, because that's been my issue. Like I was using one. I can go grab it and show you if you want to see it. Yeah, go get it. (laughs) Go get it, because that's been my issue, and and, you know, been my struggle is finding something that is a solid. But hmm. that, that is a true solid because I don't like, I don't want to start off feeling moist. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. I feel like it dry. If it is moist, it dries pretty quick because I've used. Yeah, it's like sort of moist. Like, so if you can see, um, mm-hmm. some of them come in little containers and you can use your finger. And it's like, I mean, it okay. is kind of moist, like but that. this, wait, where's the camera? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of moist. Okay. And this one's in a stick. So you can like, like just, it. yeah. Yeah, I like a stick. It okay, smells I'm very eucalyptusy yeah. right now. But on your armpits, it smells like marijuana. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. C- clearly, I forgot to put it on this morning because I just wanted to sniff myself, and I was like, "Girl, Whoa. you gotta put on deodorant, because you." Yeah, clearly. I love it. So yeah, that's been my newest obsession right now is like cleaning up my beauty routine. And then whenever I have a question about products, I love to refer to the the dirty app. Do you guys use that ever? Mm. Dirty. Yeah, so I'll, let me show you. It's just called Dirty. I think it's like Think Dirty online, but you can search for products. You know, you can type in like deodorant and it'll, yeah. It's called oh, that could Think Dirty. That's an interesting dirty. website. It is, and they, they're on Instagram too, but it's Think Dirty Shop Clean. So there's tons of products mm-hmm. on here. And then you can actually scan. They've got a barcode on here and you can scan your product. Oh, wow. Read it is. It, and it's like a scale of one to. Oh, two. I need that. Yeah, so it's like right now. Think dirty. Um, shop clean. You said. Yep. Think dirty. Do look them up on Instagram. I am download that app. So that's been super helpful. And uh-huh. you know, oh, like, I see them. Oh, yeah. Okay. So they, if you don't know what you want, if you just say, "Hey, okay, I want a mascara," they'll recommend some clean products for you. Or if you're going nice. through the bathroom shelf and you're like, "I don't really want to part with this. How bad is it really?" Mm-hmm. It'll give you, you know, it'll put it on the scale for you, and it'll tell you what ingredients it has in there, just so that you're more aware. Love that. So I heard that was something else too. I there was like another app. I don't think it was that one, but yeah, there's you like, like a website. Can, yeah, it, yeah, and you can look up beauty products. That's cool. But I like an app because that's more like on the go, especially like Thank if I'm at Target you. or whatever, and I can absolutely. I love that they have that little scanner feature, so you can look and you immediately can see. Okay, this has these products, and it's not. I mean, I, like I said, I still use a little bit of of everything. I try to mm-hmm. be more aware though and more conscious, and I think that's the key is to just to having that information and knowing the. Okay, if I eat this, if I indulge in this cheese pizza, I know that this dairy is going to send my skin into a yes. and I know that it's going to create excess mucus. And then you you choose. You say, okay, I'm going to push through. I'm going to do it anyway because that's what I'm feeling right now in this morning, this moment. It's PMS. I just I want to have this pizza with my friends. Mm-hmm. Or you know what? It's not worth it to me. I'm not I'm not going to do this. So I think it's just it's the I, I love the opportunity to educate educate people. Like, this morning 
um, I had a gut, uh, somebody that was doing my gut reboot and we were mm-hmm. having the same conversation because um, she has IBS, but she also was struggling with acne. She's like, so yeah. I'm confused. Like if I start incorporating in dairy again, what if I start breaking out? Like, is this a forever thing? And I was like, but here's the deal. Like our skin is so up and down and we it's the same thing like you can't have an all or nothing restrictive mindset mm-hmm. because uh-huh. it's not sustainable so i was saying the exact same words it's like if you're going out and you want to have you know cheese on whatever or you want to go have alcohol whatever it is it's like you have to balance it like i'm doing this because this is going to feed my soul right now or this is why i want this but you have to know if i break out that's just the trade off like it's that's and right. it's okay it's that's okay right. but that's if you okay. do it all the time like if i eat pizza all the time it's not going to feel great. Honestly, I don't eat it because the trade-off isn't good for me. So if I eat like a very processed type of pizza with not great quality cheese, not worth it for me. But if I go to a pizza shop that uses better ingredients, like, yeah, maybe I'll do it. So it's all about give and take to me. I agree. I agree 100%. So what skin... Since Nina and I are so bad with Ugh, so bad. <laughs> like what? Because I get overwhelmed. I'm like, I'm supposed to do this and this. I think it's the same thing with like, if you go down the self-care rabbit hole, you're like, I'm supposed to journal for an hour every day and meditate for an hour and use my essential oils and eat this food. Like it's really overwhelming. I think that's why skincare I've always stayed away from because I'm like, I got to use like a primer and a toner and a <laughs> face mask. and a. <laughs> Sometimes I fall asleep before I even want to take off right. my makeup. So for me, so if you're wearing makeup, during the day, I do think double cleansing is a thing. I think it's a, it should be a priority because makeup removers or cleansers for your skin are typically formulated to break down dirt, oil, debris from the day, not necessarily makeup. So you can still find that your skin is still dirty. There's still product there, which means huh. clogged pores, which means breakout mm. city, right? So I like to use an oil to cleanse my skin first and huh. that'll break or makeup remover wipe, you know, depending uh-huh. on the day sometimes. How do you feel about Burt's Bees wipes? Because that's I I use that. They're, I think they're good. I, I flip them every once in a while because when they're sitting upright, the the product. Oh, you're right. They get dry. Yeah, the juice oh. can tend to like settle to the bottom. So I will just routinely fi- flip them over so that it'll kind of resaturate all the way through. But those are excellent. And I love to keep some wipes in my car, like in my console. If I'm driving home, you know, late at night, I'm like, yeah, it's just getting it off. So a makeup remover, excellent. Um, and then follow up with whatever cleanser it is that you're using. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of Tata um, Harper right now. And I love Sunday Riley products. I like um, IS Clinical. I like Dr. Gross. I don't know if this is a hot topic, but what do you feel about Beauty Counter? Beauty Counter is a hot topic. And neither of us are representative. So it's not like... I don't know what, to the point where I don't even know what Beauty Counter is. I'm like, yeah. And please tell me what it is. Also I just feel like everybody's reaching out to me about Beauty Counter. Oh my God. Like, so so many people. And like, or you would be a great representative for Beauty Counter. I'm like, first of all, I don't want to do that. I don't want to yes. sell anything. But also like everybody's reaching out to me about Beauty Counter. Listen, we are literally the same person. <laughs> because I just had somebody do that to me. And it, it, it's what it does. The type of, I'm the type of person like that will turn me all the way off and it'll make me run yes. in the other direction. Yes. And I think, and it's sad because I think that the products may be good, maybe, but I'm so afraid to go down that rabbit hole. Me too. Yeah. I don't want to get sucked in. I don't want to sell anything underneath somebody and I don't want to get tied into anything like that. So now somebody did send me sample products. It's funny Uh, that we're talking about this because, um, 
I just picked them up in my mailbox yesterday and I used it yeah. last night. And it was like a cream exfoliator, an under eye something or other, and then like a moisturizer. And I've used it for two days. And I have the pamphlet, like I've read through the stuff. Like again, yes, the products look great. Like they exclude so many chemicals, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, I'm just nervous because I don't want to get wrapped into it. I but I don't know. I'm just curious because you're into this whole thing. Like what you what you think about I it. haven't had a chance to try the, the products themselves. I've heard, you know, the pitch from a friend who's now, you know, a representative for them. And then I've had mm-hmm. a couple of people, like you said, just kind of slide in my DMs like, Slide into DMs. Yeah, you're a beauty person. We should connect. And then I'm like, hey, girl, yeah, like, let's chat. And then I go to their page and I'm like, no, you're a beauty counter. (laughs) Never mind. Like, I don't know that we should get on the phone. Because you're going to try and reel me in. Right, they're going to try to reel me in. So (laughs) I think I am going to try it out and, you know, just just to try it and just to see. But I I really wanted to just be on my own terms. I don't want the sales portion with you but i really i'm telling you i like really live by this app this think dirty app because it lets me be in control and i can just be in sephora with my phone you know scanning stuff Mm -hmm. and say oh god like this is really bad for me or oh you know this actually has really good you know clean ingredients so can't wait to use it and what about I like, like to touch and feel products you know so mm -hmm. there is some some amazon shopping that i'll do like i just ordered these face masks that have like snail bee, I mean, snail mucus, because it's supposed yeah. to be really good for your sure. skin. <laughs> I'm like, I'll try okay. it. Somebody that I follow loves them. So I was like, if, if they work for her, they'll work for me. So stuff like that I order and play around with, but I really am a visual person and I need to physically be there and touch it and feel it. So I like to go in and, and touch my products, which is also the hesitation in trying out the, the beauty counters. Yeah. There's not a physical How- store that I can go into. How often do you, or should you do face... I'm assuming like face masks and stuff, you're not supposed to do like every day. That seems like a lot. Yeah. Some of them you can do every day, but generally like two to three times per week. Okay. We have a face mask, face mask from the Good Fest Liz. It's, yeah, it's like pink clay, I think. Yeah, yeah. Pink clay. And I haven't tried it yet. See, because again, I... Talking about routines with people, that is a routine I'm not yeah. good at. Like I don't... And then the face masks, I've never had a facial. Are facials good for you? Yeah, they are. Okay, so get a facial like on the to-do list. Okay. Get a facial. Like Hydra facials are really are really quick and convenient. Like you can get it in 30 minutes. Just to really yes. cleanse your pores. And where do you guys live? Where are you? Ohio. So I'm up near Akron, which is like Northeast Ohio, and Nina's in Columbus. Okay. So There's seven cities. In an area where, yeah, it's like super congested or a lot of pollutants in the air. Like you'd be surprised oh. at what kind of mm-hmm. stuff will come out of your skin. You know, that's just trapped in there. So it is... There's a lot in this skin. I know it. I yeah. know it. there has to be. If I don't clean it enough, there's so yeah. much in it. Absolutely. So every once in a while, I would say at least at least quarterly, get, mm. a, get a good facial. Just yeah. get it all, you know, poured, get it cleaned out. What I do see happening in the beauty industry that I love because I'm skincare obsessive is... The, the availability of products like that you would go see a dermatologist for or esthetician for rather now mm-hmm. being available for the regular consumers. So mm-hmm. the last time I went and got a facial, they used light treatment on me. So the red and blue lights, the blue light kills bacteria and helps with acne. And then there's red light that helps with anti-aging and free radicals. And so now there's like all of these devices that you can use on your face with this light. And there's like a whole mask that you can is put that on. Is that what infrared is? 
Yes. The people lay on these lights or like yeah. put it on their face. Okay. Yeah. I've yeah. heard of that. Absolutely. And so now that stuff, whereas you would go out for like light therapy, now you can have that in your home. And then even with the jade rolling or, you know, using the oh. I've heard so much about jade rolling. Um, so it is like dry brushing in a way, but for your face, right? So yeah. it like calms the limb, like um, detoxes yeah. the lymphatic system. Absolutely. So before it was all manual and that was like a secret of like top makeup artists backstage and runways. They would do these elaborate massages and nobody like really knew like, what are they doing to those models' faces? <laughs> but they were sculpting their face in the, the contours of their face doing a lymphatic massage mm-hmm. and taking away puffiness, which is, you know, really, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. And so now instead of using your hands, they, you know, have these devices, these rollers. The jade roller. Yeah, that you can use to push the fluid. And it's it really does work. And, you know, it stimulates your, um, your cell turnover and your collagen production. And it just, you know, gets the blood flowing properly, the circulation. So if anybody's, if you have not done dry brushing yet, I highly recommend to look it up because it's so calm. Number one, it's like great. It switches your body to the parasympathetic state. Like it's like you're calm. And then it also, it like fluid, like it detoxifies your body. So you brush away from your heart, I believe is like, or yeah. down towards your heart. I can't remember. No, up towards your heart. Oh, brush up. Okay. I yeah. always get confused when, I'm, when I get to the, the belly area and I kind of Because you're supposed to circular motions on the belly. Yeah. I think. So mm. I, I definitely bring up towards my heart, like my leg and my arms. And then... Yes. And then brush down like your neck. Yeah. Towards your heart and your chest. I'm trying also, to get better about it, like more consistent because I yeah. do I do see and feel a difference when I'll I... see. But if I... If I had it my way, I think my get ready routine would probably be like two hours. And it's yeah. like with the dry brushing and the oil pulling and then uh-huh. my charcoal toothpaste, which leaves my sink crazy and just all of these things. It's like, it's, it really can be a lot. That's where the self-care balance comes in. Yeah, also a big fan of oil pulling. So also, another thing to try. <laughs> yes, try it. It's really, it really is a game changer. Yeah. I love that now, like, which... I feel like it's twofold. Like, I love that natural beauty, like, and just not only the products, but like having a natural face. Like, I would say three, four years ago, I would not leave my house without makeup. And now that like kind of the no makeup or minimal makeup trend is like bigger, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty stylish right now, leaving my house with yeah. no makeup. Now we're recording podcasts with no makeup. But on the flip side, I feel like it makes this pressure for people to feel like I got to look beautiful, like amazing, like model level. So I have a cat like creeping by me right now. I love the cat. Um, <laughs> the like, hey, what's up? <laughs> um, but now I feel like there's this like almost pressure to look like Hollywood model, be- model beautiful, but with no makeup. <laughs> so yeah. like, that kind of makes me feel weird too. Cause I'm like, that seems hard for me. <laughs> I think it's, I've, I've noticed like a really good, a good balance, a good balance of there's still, you know, some some pretty heavy makeup looks out there, but mm-hmm. I see the trends more towards skin and, you know, healthy skin and a look that is less. Like I love Glossier. I love that brand. I love all of their imaging. I love the simplicity of their packaging. And I love that, you know, their message is skin first, you know, makeup mm-hmm. second. And that that's the core of their products is focusing on that. And, you know, just like so inspired. Yeah. Just like with anything else, like with our finances, with our health, with, you know, our fitness, 
whatever it is, it's about the journey, you know? So it's not always like my face, you guys, it's like I have some crazy breakouts going on right now, but I know it's because of my sleep schedule being turned right. down and, you yeah. know, not eating the same that I have been. So it's like, okay, this is what I'm dealing with right now. That's not forever. It's not right. forever. There, there are some things that I can use and some tools that I can use to, um, you know, to, to get me out of this place. And then it, I think ties back into community because if we're always on, if we're always at the top of our game, then we, we're never a, a reflection to anybody else that looks like us out there that's struggling. So mm-hmm. somebody that may not have the knowledge that we have to get back on track quickly or however long it takes, they may not have it. So they're, you know, kind of flailing in whatever place that they are, whether it's in their finances or with, you know, their health. And, you know, not knowing what to eat or what to do and, you know, not understanding the balance between your gut and their entire you know, system or not understanding, okay, I want to look pretty. So I'm packing on all of this makeup, but it's, you know, causing me to break out. And so I want to cover up the breakouts, you know, and continuing down that cycle. So I think that we're in a, a really beautiful position to, to have the knowledge and information that we have. And also we have a great responsibility to be transparent with you know, this is where I am right now. Like things are tight financially or I paid off X amount of debt or right now I'm going through a crazy breakout because I ate like an animal for the past <laughs> past week. But join me on this journey to to get out of this place. Or because this- everybody's there. Like yeah, the I'm stars there. and like the people yeah. in holistic healthcare and coaches, whatever. We've all either been there or we... I mean, you cannot always be perfect. And that's yeah. the thing. And yeah, you're right. That's why I love this podcast because I'm sure there are people listening to it that's like, thank you. That's exactly what I needed to hear. Like you're uh-huh. never in your situation for forever. No, you're not. And so that, that's always my approach. And, and that's what I love is to be able to communicate to people or with people from a place of vulnerability mm-hmm. and transparency. Like this is, this is what it is. There's some really great things about this, but you know, there's always a trade-off. There's always, you know, going to be a flip side to it. So it's just imp- informing people of their options so that they can make the choice that best suits them and their lifestyle. So can you tell us a little more about your membership group and like what that looks like, like how people interact and like what people get? Absolutely. So it's called the Holistic Beauty Collective and it's an online community. And we basically run masterclasses from anywhere between six to eight weeks. And so right now, the next one that's coming up is going to focus on mastering mornings and creating a healthy morning routine. And so that mm-hmm. one- this is for you. You love morning routines. Yeah. I have, a, I have a whole workshop planned out already. That's um like optimize your morning routine. And I have like a free, I have a free template on my website. That's like the energizing morning breakfast. Like I, like the first thing I do, like session one with every client, it's like, okay, let's talk about your morning routine. Like what are you eating for breakfast? <laughs> yeah. Like how it's like my go-to. Yeah, so whenever I discover something new or like try something out and it's and I I gotta check that out and visit your site. Every time I try something new and it really works for me, I'm so excited to share it with others. So, you know, setting my alarm clock up two hours earlier before I have to be somewhere, it it has been clutch for me. Like carving Mm -hmm. out that time to just see like for me waking up the first thing I have to do, I mean, outside of you know, expressing gratitude and just I lie there and I just I feel, you know, without the sound of anything else. I used to be like, wake up, turn on some music and get charged up with a podcast. But I've really settled into and have found the beauty in hearing my own voice and just listening to my body. Like, how do I feel this morning? Like, how does my body feel? Am I sore? Am I tired? You know, 
Do I feel sluggish? You know, do my legs feel heavy? Whatever it is, do I feel great? Just acknowledging myself and just allowing me to hear me, you know, hear my own voice. And then, of course, moving with like prayer and and affirmations and just meditating and visualizing my day. Like before I get up, I see myself getting ready and going throughout my day and visualizing the best case scenario and then feeling those emotions that are attached to it. And then immediately once I get up, I got to open up the windows. Like I have to see nature. I have to see the sun if it's shining, the rain if it's pouring, whatever it the is. The more you talk, the more I'm like, we are the same person. We are the same. <laughs> like my window, I, the first thing I do is I open up all the curtains. I open up, I have the windows, even though it's going to be warmer today, I put the windows open. Like I have to have fresh air. <laughs> and my family's like, it's human in here. And I'm like, I, oh, I like it. Like it I'm feeling the so heat good. right now because it's like, what? One o'clock now. And so I'm, yeah. like, I'm, I'm like, I love it. I'm you so glad my husband isn't home today because I can keep the windows open. Yeah. I like my AC guys. So I'm not I know she's in ancient windows. He's in AC, natural light, not natural air. Because of what I, but because of what I do with, um, with being on set of film and television, and also with the community, and then because of just who I am by nature, I I love to serve people. I love to write notes for my daughter. You know, I love being able to take her to school. I love being able to to pour into her. I love being able to, you know, send good morning texts to my family, and you know, pour into my boyfriend and whatever he needs for his business. There was a time when I was finding myself ragged by days and and it was tough because I love giving, 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 but I hadn't carved out time for me. So I find that just by getting up a couple hours earlier, I get to do my favorite things. I can have my my warm um, water with lemon. I can, you know, sit outside if I want to. I can read a book if I want to. I can put a load of laundry in, which may not sound like fun self-care, but it's gratifying. It is. Mm-hmm. So I can do those things first and knock out my hard tasks and my goals before jumping into mom mode or, you know, girlfriend or makeup artist or, you know, holistic beauty coach, whatever hat I have to put on, I'm able to take care of me first. So mornings are super important. So concepts like that and, you know, just self-care 101, different, different holistic um, health, beauty and wellness topics we cover. And so we do it in a communal way. So there's a master class at the beginning of the week that allows us just to talk about the overarching theme. And then every day there's an email, you know, with either something to do because I don't want it to just be empty you know, mindless motivation. Like, I don't want to just be a cheerleader. I want you to actually do the work because I don't want to give you a hard time, but I want you to see the results. And I want you you to start building the habits. Yeah. I want you to build those habits and I want you to, to get the results that you want, you know? So it's, it's not super, super easy. Like I I do ask people (laughs) to to stretch outside of their comfort zone. So daily emails that go out with, with challenges and, you know, think homework that I would love for them to complete. And then we check in daily, um, you know, versus via text and, you know, a group text. And there's a, a private Facebook group that allows people to to chime in and share, you know, what's working for them. I tried this recipe or I read this book or whatever yeah. it is. So there's, we maintain a sense of community that way as well. That's oh my gosh, so fun. Amazing. I will link all of this in the show notes for our listeners because that, I mean, that's not, as I'm listening to it, I'm like, that is so needed. And mm-hmm. the sense of community and also the homework, like giving people a task to do and complete and the support, it's everything. 
So are your do you do mostly one-on-one clients? Or yeah. Yeah. So I just quit my full time in May. I was a teacher for seven years. And so I just really jumped into this full force. So mainly right now it's one-on-one clients. And then I have um, a gut reboot program. So it's like 14 days just to sort of clear out and get your gut back in balance. And that has like a 30-minute coaching call. Okay. Um, but I'm working on something with a friend right now. And we're, we're working on a course that's going to launch later in the year. Yes. Yeah. Do it, do it. Yeah, it's fun. This I just love this line of work because I just love helping. Like it's exactly what you said. And you have to use what you know. And people it's just an awareness thing. People just need to know that it's there and then believe that they can do it. And that's all we need to do. So yeah. I'm right there with you. I need to do the gut reboot. Have you done it, Liz? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's like the best I've ever felt. Really? Oh, you're so it really is like. I mean, when I heard I had to cut out... Co- but I love that it's not cutting out. Nina phrases it really well. Like, there's still a lot of stuff you get to keep. Like, it's not like you just... All you drink is like cayenne water, like, and that's it or whatever. There's, yeah. you know, so much stuff that you keep in your Essent- diet. Essentially, I- it's like an anti-inflammatory diet. And it's only for 14 days. But, I, but it's very tailored to you. Like, you don't have to cut out... Like, if you love your coffee and you're not having certain issues, like drink your coffee. But like, maybe this is another option. Like maybe you want to switch to green tea for two weeks and see how it works for you while you're... And and like, here are the list of things that would be great to eliminate because they inflame your body or they mess up the delicate microbiome and like bacteria in your gut. But also that's your choice. So if you love these items and they don't make you feel bad, then continue to eat them. You know, it's very tailored. I have a question for you. And, and yeah. hopefully this helps a listener as well. Can you tell me the difference or the need for, I understand probiotics. Yeah. I I think it's a good one, but I've just started to see prebiotic adaptogens. What Mm -hmm. is an adaptogen? So, yeah. So uh, first of all, your body needs prebiotics to feed the probiotics. So you have these good bacteria, the probiotics, but they can't grow and develop and like do the thing in your body if they don't have something to feed off of because they're a living Mm. organism. So they need the prebiotics because that's what feeds them and that's what keeps them growing and keeps them healthy. So things like a prebiotic supplement or onions, um, there's so many different foods that you can eat that are like oatmeal uh, that are prebiotic. So you can also just eat foods that are that. And then an adaptogen is something that mimics what your body already has. So it like supplements and helps your body. Like maca is good for hormones or there's like a bunch of mushroom adaptogens. It feeds and supports what you already have or that maybe you need a little bit more of it helps or if you have a little if you need less of something does that make sense it sort of like grabs onto whatever it is and helps you more or less than what you need it's interesting because i think that most or a lot of people want a quick fix that's not a thing it's not a thing not a lasting thing right i think that the a lot of people feel like the answer is in a supplement versus of food, you know, that right. you can get these things from your food or put exactly diet. So I think, and even for me, because I'm quick to say, okay, well, what other pills do I need to buy? But like, even when you just said onions, I'm like, onions, like something. I eat onions all the time. Right. I eat onions all the time. I do have a prebiotic in there. So yeah, just look up prebiotics and you'll find so many. But I will say like, because of our lifestyle, our modern lifestyle and our diet and uh, all of the inflammatory oils and emulsifiers and everything, even in organic health food, our body doesn't know what to do with it. And so it kills our delicate 
microbiome and our good bacteria. So it's like stress plays a role. Even packaged foods that are healthy play a role. Uh, Antibiotics play a role. All of these things. So probiotics are good to take because it's that consistency of like, I'm taking a probiotic. I take one every night. And it, I know it's helping to repopulate my gut because no matter what, there's things in our, in our modern day that are going to deplete my microbiome. So mm-hmm. are the bacteria you, in my microbiome. Have you noticed the trend that's happening in the beauty industry with ingestible beauty products? So I'm not sure if you guys, Bobby Brown, like huge makeup lady, like pioneer Mm -hmm. in the beauty industry, went through like, what is it? I think a a coaching program or a school, like integrative health school, and is now a nutritionist or a coach, I would say. I'm not sure exactly what she is. Don't quote me. But anyway, (laughs) she started this whole other line called Evolution, where it's like collagen peptides and basically ingestible beauty products. And I know there's a couple other out there, like there's Moon Juice, who has like this dust that you can put inside of your smoothies that is supposed to make you glow or, you know, oh, yeah. I've been seeing that on a, a, on the rise. And I went to a, con- uh, a conference a couple of years ago and they said that that is where beauty is going. Like, as You know the- what I think about that though? Tell me. Like the first thing that comes to my mind is, well, first of all, collagen is incredibly healing for your gut. And uh-huh. so if we're taking things and supplements that are healing to our gut, because the gut is the center of our health, and it's one of our it detoxifies our body and our skin is a yeah. way that we get out toxins and blah 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 blah. So for supporting our gut with supplements and things, it would only help your skin. It would only help like in the sense of beauty, right? Because we're mm-hmm. detoxifying things. So yeah. you're becoming healthier. I don't know. That's like the first thought that comes to my head. Like that makes sense, right? If we're feeding ourselves things that are gonna supplement our body in a healthy right. way. It makes sense to me too. I mean, I'm just, it's, I'm very interested to see because like I said, I went to this conference a couple of years ago and they forecast like, this is where it's going. Like this is yeah. where it's People, you know, being more conscious and more aware of what they're doing. And so really treating beauty from the inside out. It, and- it, I think health is from the inside out. Like <laughs> we're try- I think that even like putting stuff on my pimples or whatever, that's all... Uh, I don't want to say like the Band-Aid. Yeah, you're like treating the symptoms, right? But like in order to treat the underlying causes, we have to go to the inside. And that's changing now. And I don't think everybody... We're all getting there. I think we're all starting to understand it starts from the inside. It's not about treating the outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree. I was just interested to hear hear your perspective because there's... I think there... Whenever new things or innovative things hit the market, there's... A, a streamlined base of products that are really good and you know that are true to value. And then I think that there's sometimes other products that come out just to to jump on the to bag. jump on. Well, yeah. that's one thing yeah. I've noticed like with green, with everything shifting where people are valuing like organic and yeah. knowing where things come from. Like I feel like you can easily, and I know this is on purpose, you can easily get tricked because oh, yeah. like you can make the packaging of something look really green and fresh and, and put organic like, on it. Yeah. And stick organic on it because a yes. lot of times the the barrier for entry to do that is pretty low. Right. So, but then you like look further and you're like, this isn't good for me. It just oh, like, yeah. looks pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. So many products that I, I talk to my clients about. I mean, you will, you can get this at Whole Foods but look at the back, you know, and eat it. If you want to eat it, like that's fine. You can eat it. But if you're trying to obtain these goals, it's something you might want to look at 
not putting into your diet for a little while while you're getting rebalanced, you know, like things, it's give or take. Yeah. I love it. I think you guys found it like I didn't really think to connect like so obviously Nina's passion in life is the gut and I was like <laughs> I didn't think like oh maybe yeah. the gut and beauty will like have a con- duh they'll oh have my a connection no yeah and I it's funny because as I'm talking about this I'm like Nina you really got to get on skincare so it's like I, you I learned so much from every single conversation that we have Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This is also, and I'm interested to stay. I I really want to stay connected to you. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Let's please all stay connected. Yeah. I want to find a way to to work. I tagged you on Instagram so you can find us there. But also like, yeah, let's keep in touch. And it's great. Again, fostering community. It's good. Yes, let's do it. I'm All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to that episode. I hope that you enjoyed it, got some good information. I felt like there were a lot of really helpful tools in that episode compared to many others. Like use this app, write down this product, lots of things that you might want to go back into and they're all in the show notes. So hopefully you got some good information from that. Don't forget to try out the Gut Reboot if that is something you are interested in. You can find more information on my Instagram, Nourished with Nina, or on my website, nourishedwithnina.com. And if you want to visit Ariane's page, um, her website, and learn more about her membership program, that is at lookgoodlivewell.com. So you can find that information too. Um, And as Nina said in the show notes also. So people got good stuff out there. Like go check it out. Use your tools, use your resources. There's so much information for us at our fingertips, literally on Google. So that's all we have for you guys this week. We can't wait to chat with you next week with a new and fabulous guest. Take care. Bye.